Welcome to Pegging Coffee Talk. Here are your hosts, Oswin and Lord Knight. Today's topic is the power of words. This kind of comes from a place where people aren't realizing how powerful their words can be. No, they don't. Even to themselves. Right. Because we're talking about this from a more of a psychological yes. point of view, I guess, to a certain extent. Because I, I remember what started this conversation because we were having a conversation with someone online in which they basically sit there and go, well, I don't believe the fact that, you know, meditation every day, blah, 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 because I can't meditate. And the answer we actually gave them was, well, that's why you can't meditate. Right. You've essentially made it so because you keep telling yourself, I can't meditate. I mean, because everybody does realize that both the Wiccan and the, and the more traditional communities of witchcraft, we believe in the whole entire story of, I think I can. Right. All right. Because we believe that you can believe yourself positive outcomes, you can also believe yourself to a negative outcome. Yes. I find that very fascinating that a lot of people nowadays in the pagan community don't seem to understand that the opposite is true just as much as the invert. Yeah, well, it, it's that whole balance of things. I mean, if it can work one way, it can work the other. Right. But then there's a lot of people out there, no, 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 only positive affirmations work. Negative ones don't. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. If you're going around going, hey, I can't meditate, you never will. That's your first hurdle is to stop yourself from saying that. Right. And reaffirming it. This is where affirmations come from. Well, and if you don't believe it, take it from somebody who suffers from depression. (laughs) Take it from somebody who's been there. When you get in that depressed mood, you keep telling yourself all these negative things and it keeps piling on and there's never any positive. But I can tell you from experience, you start telling yourself positive things and you start those positive affirmations. Suddenly your outlook on life is completely different. Right. And the way you perceive things and certain comments don't seem as harsh. Yes. All of a sudden. Why why do you think that is? Well, it's, it's the whole psychological aspect of this. We train ourselves. Or is it because you're taking that criticism in a positive consideration going, well, look, they're not saying any, they're not necessarily saying anything negative, but this is the way, this might be a better way of looking at this or a better way of doing this. That could be, yeah. In other words, you're actually taking the, the comments as less as criticism and as constructive criticism. You know, realizing that not everybody in the world's William Shakespeare is elegant with words. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I hate to be this way, but if somebody's not eloquent with words, they're blunt. Somebody more like me who's a little bit more blunt to the point. Right. I mean, I know I'm rough around the edges. <laughs> you? Love <laughs> <laughs> you too. <laughs> like I said, not everybody can be a William Shakespeare. Right. But does that mean that what these other people are saying are invalid? No, it's just you have to figure out a way to understand what it is they're saying. 
Well, how about and this? how to take it? How about this? How about understanding yourself? I mean, my question to this woman that was doing this is, why do you keep on telling yourself you can't do something? Right. Why do these people go around and keep on giving, oh, I can't do it this or that or this or kids or family or depression or this? What good does that do? I mean, I realize it probably makes the individual feel good because they don't feel like there's any guilt or responsibility there. Right. By punning the responsibility off onto somebody else. Right. You know, that's like workout buddies. <laughs> right. You, you, you laugh, but yes, I know people who cannot go and work out on a regular basis without a buddy because right. they need that buddy to remind, call them up going, Hey, I'll meet you at the gym in 15 minutes. Hey, when we get done working out, Hey, can we go do, or I got some game, I got some tickets to a game or right. But, these same people can't do this on their own. I don't understand this behavior. Yeah, I don't either. I have looked at a mountain of wood knowing it all needs to be split, and you just start splitting. Right. Because you know it, You know it's what needs to be done. It's what needs to be done, and one step at a time. That's one less log to split. Right. If y'all have seen three cords of wood stacked up in a big old pile, you would be sitting there going, I'm going to be here for eternity. <laughs> right. What's that they say? The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Begins with yet just one little step. <laughs> and then you just take it one step at a time. I see people do this. I see people getting themselves into binds, sitting there, using certain words, using certain things, and getting themselves deeper to where in the world they have to sit there and explain what they meant by this because they have a lack of understanding of the actual language that they're using. Did that make sense? A little bit. I mean, I kind of see it as if you're to that point and you're having to always explain yourself to yourself and to other people, then something's not very clear somewhere, and you need to work on that. Thank you. I mean, I, I know I'm not always crystal clear in my speaking and all the time, but... Well, I, I'm not either, so I'm just but, as I guilty. Mean, I, I realize it when I'm doing it. Right. You know, I, I mean, we just did a video not too long ago where I lost the train of thought in the middle of it and just went off to, you know, <laughs> that place of, you know, the... Toys that no kids want. Right. <laughs> the toys, the, what, the Island of Misfit toys? Island of Misfit toys, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been there more than once. <laughs> I got a, I got a, I, I, they just. You got a season pass. I got a season pass. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, there's a difference between knowing you do this and just doing it. Right. I think a lot of people don't realize that that's what's happening. Well, I mean, just like, you know, I, I'm sitting here realizing I say that a lot in this show is, did, did that make sense? <laughs> you do say that a lot. I do say that a lot. <laughs> now, now for us, we record these multiples at a times, but for y'all, y'all only get to hear this once a week. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying about the use of words there? Makes me wonder, should we be more, as a culture, in the pagan community, as a culture, should we be focused more on 
learning the meaning of words and how to use them properly versus learning our thoughts and concepts. Well, I think that's got something to do with it, but I think the other part of that is also a necessity. I think you have to have both. Did I kind of lose you there? You kind of got that look on your face. Well, because I'm sitting here thinking, okay, if you don't have the right words, how are you going to describe the concept? Well, there's that, but I think, I think they go hand in hand. I think you've, it's kind of like when you're in school and you're first learning the language, right? Yeah. So you have to first learn the language. Yes. (laughs) Well, you know what I mean? You're like, you're like in first grade and you're learning how to write, right? You're learning proper English or grammar. Versus what you learn from your parents. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So we know where we're going with this then. So when you're learning that, you're you're seeing the words and you're learning what they mean. You're learning what they are. And then you learn how to put them together. And that's where I think they kind of go hand in hand. Because if you can't have one without the other. You can't have a coherent thought if you don't know what the words mean. Well, is the question? But a if chicken, you don't know what the words mean, well, this is a whole chicken and the egg. Yes. Question: Because how can you have language without thought, and how can you have organized thought without language? Right. Thank you. That's that's exactly what I was trying to say. So I think they go hand in hand. Well, I mean, the question is: Is which came first, the thought or the word? I don't think it really matters. You know. Well, I I don't think it does either. Because, again, it's the emotion behind the word that gives it power. Right. You know, I, I, I'm sorry, but when you were, when we were all cavemen and you went, ugh, tiger. <laughs> right. Everybody ran. <laughs> it was pretty obvious what in the world you were talking about. Right. If, we, if you just came in and went, ugh. Ugh. Versus you come in and you go, ugh, tiger. <laughs> But which came first? There's emphasis. But yeah, it it makes a difference. It makes a difference. Now, again, using language and naming things seems to be a whole lot easier process. What do you mean? Well, anybody can look at a tree or a tiger and go, ugh. I can look at the dog and go, ugh. Right. And if I'm creating a language, ugh is now means dog or this four-legged creature. Okay. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Language to me is a whole lot more malleable, but the thought behind the language isn't. The concept or the definition of the word okay, is hard to change because we pick words with specific meanings to speak. Okay, I can see that. That makes sense. So, I mean, that's the only way I can think of this. This is the only way I can deal with this in my head. Right. Yes, that language is a little bit more malleable because, yes, ugh can mean anything I need it to mean. Unlike, you know, me sitting there going house. But then how in the world does that context change as soon as you sit there and go, well, it's the name of a person. Right. Or a TV show or whatever. So does it always mean house or can it be somebody's last name or a name of somebody? Then you have to be more clear when you're speaking. Right. So that people understand. 
what it is that you're saying. I'm talking about a person or I'm talking about a thing or I'm talking about a TV show or. But again, the definition or the logic or the thought behind it to mm-hmm. me is more important than the actual word itself. The definition is more important. What the word represents. Okay. Over the word itself. Does that make sense? Right. The word itself, to me, I, I guess the way I could say it is you could change the word, but changing the meaning of the word. Kind of like the way they did racism. Mm. Race, okay, nowadays, yeah. because racism when we were growing up was anybody who hated anybody that wasn't their own race. Right. For whatever reason. For whatever. It didn't even have to make sense. Right. And we understood that. That racism is something it don't ever necessarily make sense. Right. But now is you have to have privilege and hate this particular race, which still don't make no sense to me. No. Because again, poor people can hate just as well as rich people. Absolutely. So what the fuck? You know, and I hate to be this way. There's been many tales of societies and stuff like that for their hatred for a different race caused them to rise up mm-hmm. and take over. Yes. Same thing. So, I mean, it can motivate one way or the other. The question is, is what is it that you really want to motivate? What's the real thought behind it? Once you start getting into that, you notice people, some people's arguments start to fall apart because you realize they are trying to change the definition. Racism has nothing to do with privilege or power. Right. A poor gas station person attendant can sit there and look at a black person and go, we're out of gas. Right. Prove it was racism. You know, we don't need anybody for this job right now. Thank you. Bye. Right. You can't prove it one way or the other. You're speculating. And you don't know. I don't know. I've had a lot of jobs. I've had a lot of job interviews. And yes, there are a few. I sit back and wonder. Wonder if I didn't get the job because either A, I was gay, or B, if I was dyslexic, or whatever. But at the end of the day, I have no way to prove it. Right. So I can't say that 100%. There was a siren going off. It's, it's time for the local area. Yes. Uh, what is it, tornado <laughs> in our area? <laughs> so the local volunteer fire department sets off the alarm. <laughs> I'll try to cut most of that out, but we'll see. <laughs> Just in case, there are parts of the country that do stuff like this. Right. On a regular basis. <laughs> so, but anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, I mean, my question to you is, which do you think is more important? The word or what the word means? What the word means. I think without meaning, words have no power. I mean, can certain words be corrupted to mean something else over well, time? Well, sure they can. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, look at the word, what, cool and groovy and right. awesome. Right. <laughs> Even fabulous. Or bad. <laughs> bad. Like back in the 80s, bad yeah, meant bad. good. Bad meant good. Yeah. I mean, but these to me are just little cultural, uh, I don't know how you say that. They're just that generation. Right, but... Th- Kind of but, like the word groovy. It, it was only used in the 70s by certain people, <laughs> not us. <laughs> but again, without meaning, those words were just... Random words. Yeah, yeah they're just random letters put together. 
Right. In my opinion, you've got to have meaning in the meaning of words. Again, I said it before. The meaning is what gives them power. Well, right. Well, let's think about some of the words that they use for like gay people. Right. Queer, meaning odd. Again, which would be a good description of gay people. We're odd. We're not right. normal. Well, we're not part of the norm. According according to that time, yeah. I mean, right. it was just. Well, if you think about it this we way. We were odd to a lot of people. Well, if norm is the majority, the majority yeah. of the people in the, in the world are straight. So we're odd. Right. We're queer. That's what word queer means. It just right. means odd. Right. Or strange. I, or strange. It doesn't mean whatever in the world they're sitting out there going, hey, you know, queer identity, whatever is bullshit. And I'll call out my own community on that. It's bullshit. Y'all need to stop. Right. All right. Just like the whole child molesting thing. Y'all need to stop. This is getting gross. All right. I mean, this is more than a little sick. All right. But them changing words like they are, the meaning behind the words is making this stuff lose power and use lose meaning about what in the world it is to where people are just going around talking drivel. Right. Where words like queer used to be a slur, but because it's been changed over time, it's now something it's lost. It, it's lost that power. But now it's something I don't even identify or never will because it's some frou-frou whatever right, thing well, that they've turned it into. That makes no sense. I mean, I, I never identified as queer, but uh, I mean, I understand no, people I, use that word to, but it's, well, it was like people would used to come up to me and go, All right, so you're gay. No, actually, I'm moderately happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> because, again, I don't, this is not me. This is just an aspect of my life. Right. It's not something I can get hung up on. Right. You know, it's, I, I don't know how to explain that. Well, it's, I, it's not a primary part of who you are. Well, and the, well I mean, it is, but. It is, but it's not. As far as anybody else is concerned, no. No. I mean, there's much more to you than that. Well, no, because, I mean, I, the people that do this, all I keep on thinking is y'all just want to be Smurfs. Right. All right? I mean, people literally want to be jokey Smurf. And that's it. That's their whole entire personality. They want to be hungry Smurf. That's it. That's their whole entire personality. Hence the reason we use these personalities for cartoons, because they're so basic. Right. People aren't this way. No. I've never known anyone to go around and be, you know, grouchy Smurf. Yes, we got people that go around, they're grouchy all the time, but that's not their whole entire personality. Right. Is it, or is it just me? Do I think there's more out there? Am I trying to put more into something that's not? I don't know. I mean, you, I kind of believe like you do, but it's, it's so hard to tell. You know, I, how about this? Can't people just be themselves anymore? Right. Can't we just use words like they've always been used? The only reason to change this stuff is to, I don't know, get over on somebody or something or have a new weapon to beat somebody over the head with because so they'll believe the same way you do? Well, I mean, in some cases, I understand that times change, and I'm talking generational type time as time goes on things do change 
and we need to be adaptable to some extent. But, and understand in that process, some words are going to change. But the core of the word shouldn't shouldn't change. No, but that's what's going on. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I don't know I, if that makes sense. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I realize language changes over time. Right. But there's a difference between, okay, we heard certain words when we were kids. Right. That were not used in the normal manner in which they were. All right? Right. We've discussed that. I'm almost 50-something years old, and now this process seems to have speed up so fast that nobody can keep up because everybody keeps on changing stuff so they won't be wrong. Right. I'm going to change the definition because, God forbid, somebody actually perceives me as wrong or being hateful or whatever. You know, at what point do we sit back and go, okay, no, no, this isn't how this works. Right. You are an individual and... Yes, you're allowed to be mad. Yes, you're allowed to be angry. Yes, you're allowed to be happy. And nobody else should interfere with that. But you don't need to name it. You don't need to call it something. You can just be that. Right. What happened to this thought? I don't know. You know, it's just like the... I really don't. Well, it seems like we were raised on the whole entire concept of give me a fish, I'll eat for a day, but you teach me how to fish, I'll eat for a lifetime. Right. Nobody wants to learn how to fish anymore. No. I don't get that. This is the same way with words that I see. People are changing it so they don't have to be permanent. So they don't have anything to steady on. And as long as you're not standing on solid ground, you're never going to be able to build anything. Right. Well, and I think then too, if we're going to be doing stuff like that if we're going to be changing the language then we just need to come up with some new words thank you don't don't go changing the meaning of words that doesn't need to be changed no i mean if you need if you need a new way to describe something then come up with a new word thank you you know i I mean the racism that they're talking about now where it's privilege about make up a different word right for it. Don't call it racism because racism's this. Right. All right. Because here's what I see a lot of pit problems with the younger crowd is that they can do this and they don't realize that there are still boomers and Gen X's and all these other generations and they keep on going around acting like they're the first people that ever thought of this crap. Right. <laughs> all right. I hate to tell you. I hate to tell you this. There's a reason why in the world we're going through reboots. Why in the world they're remaking movies and over and over again. Mm-hmm. All right? Because people have gotten lazy. We have no new thoughts. We have nothing new there. That's like in the pagan community. When was the last time we had anybody come up with a really good, different thought? Right. Or we've, concept? Yeah, we've we've talked about that before. I mean, it's so hard. Well, again, a lot of people forget. All right. When we're talking about all these concepts and stuff like that is people keep on forgetting. The fact is that these concepts in the pagan or in the craft traditions Mm -hmm. all build upon top of one another. These are not isolated concepts that we're dealing with. These are concepts that are connected to other concepts. Right. And that these concepts use this concept to become 
reality to be able to explain. Just like if you sit there and you listen to our podcast, there are certain podcasts we've done where it specifically deals with an idea or concept. And then we go back and we will deal with other concepts that use those concepts. Right. Did that make sense? It was a little confusing, but if you follow the podcast, you'll <laughs> think you'll understand. But well, the, I mean, the point is, is that they all tie in together. Right. The, these are not all standalone things. You actually have to take these other concepts into consideration when you're thinking about this stuff. Right. But no, most people want to think about just this. Just like in making beer. People want to think about making the beer. They don't ever think about, okay, what kind of bottle do I need to put it in? Why do I need to put it in that bottle? What about this? What about the agent? How in the world do I seal it? Right. There's a whole process. There's a process there. It's not as simple as everybody thinks it is. That's just like, you know, hey, a lot of people sit there and go, farmers are simple, blah, blah, blah. Go out. Actually try to run a garden. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised at how fast that gets complicated. And you have to learn more and you don't know what in the world you're doing. Yep. This plant over here only needs this much water. This plant over here only needs that much water. Right. There's soil types that you have to take into consideration. There are plants that you can plant that will help with germination. There are others that will help with insect populations. There's a whole science to this. Right. I mean, my grandfather used to plant tomato plants with... um, Oh, if I see the plant, I'll see it, but a flowering plant in between them. Right. Because that flowering plant kept all the other bugs away. Right. Because it attracted the bugs to it, and the tomato plants were less tempting. Right. Because he put something in there that was more tempting. I'm sorry. I think this is kind of ingenious. Yep. This is one of the dumb farmers y'all keep on talking about. Right. Thank you very much. Ready for the next topic? Sure. And I kind of been waiting on this one. You're way too excited for this. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> well, it's is uh, it wrong for me to sit here and go? I'm I'm a little petrified. <laughs> well, no, don't be. Um, it's something that we've kind of heard off and on, but it's I identify as versus I am. <laughs> And I mean, we've we, we've been hearing this a lot. I identify as this. Right. I identify as that. And it's not just in. And, and, and I don't know about you, but every time I hear it, all I can think about is Wonder Twin Powers, activate. Yes. I identify as. Okay. <laughs> right. And it's just, I don't know. It's getting a little ridiculous. Let's ask this question. Why do we not like the phrase identify as? Well, I don't like it because it's it's so vague and it opens up a possibility of I don't know who I am. To me it always it comes off so well not vague but fleeting. Yes. Okay. And the reason being is cuz I sitting here watching TV, I can identify with the little bald-headed girl with cancer and be, I mean, be completely sympathetic and yes, want to give, but maybe not necessarily have the money to or whatever. But I identify with her at that moment. Right. Now the next commercial comes on. Hey, I'm identifying with shampoo. Right. 
I mean, I'm identifying with what they're saying in the commercial. I mean, do you see what I'm saying? That to me is what identifying is. It's a very fleeting thing. But to me, like I said before, it's it's kind of like I don't know who I am. Right. I don't know what I am. Today I identify as a blonde. Tomorrow I'll identify as, you know, gray headed. Or, you know, or, or or I just identify as this versus that. I sort of think part of the problem is is the way people are talking about this and the reason it probably rubs me the wrong way is you're you're just telling me the mood you're in. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. You know, you know I, I'm sorry. You know, how are you doing? Well, today I identify, I identify as the Hulk. Oh, you're angry. Right. You're just going to be loud and obnoxious all day. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much for letting me know I will stay the fuck away. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's literally all it is. When, when somebody's asking me, how do I identify? I tell them I don't. Well, I'm not trying to put a lot of my personal thing out, out there, but I actually went to a therapist and I was telling her I was a witch and all this other stuff. She goes, oh, so you identify as a witch? No, I, I am. am a witch. I mean, if everybody would just stop for a moment and, and I know it sounds stupid and just literally look in the mirror and say this, I am what I am. Right. And think about that. You're just who you are. We don't care. There's a lot of argument and debate over transgenderism. All right. I'm sorry. When I'm sitting there one-on-one with somebody, I'm teaching, I'm going to treat this person with as much respect as I can because they deserve it. All right. Yes. If it's a, a man who thinks he's a woman, I'm going to refer to him as she, if that's what in the world he wants. All right. I don't have a problem with that, but I don't see where in the world is a problem where I'm sitting there doing this and I misstep or whatever. And to make me something else. Right. I'm sorry. There is something very powerful about just being yourself. Yes. And um, actually, we just heard that not too long ago. We went to an event (laughs) and. There was a younger person there who made the comment that it was nice to see some elders in the community who are gay and are just who they are. Right. They're not pretending to be anything else. They're not being flighty. They're not, you know. They're they're not putting on a show for your benefit. Right. But guys wearing fingernail polish, guys wearing earrings or whatever, I don't care. These are transitory if that's what you want to do, you you do you, Bo. Right. I don't have a problem with the guys that want to wear kilts. I don't have a problem. If you want to come in dressed as a duck, if you want to work at Walmart and come in dressed as a duck, I don't care as long as you've ringing up my groceries. Right. And not the self-service thing. Right. <laughs> but don't expect me to sit there and cluck at you either. I'm going to look at you and go, uh, excuse me, what? Well, and I'm not going to refer to you as a duck either. No, but but again, these short interactions, I don't really think make to a hill of beans. No. But there's a difference. When you stand up and say, I am, versus identify as. Well, I mean, I hate, I hate. Even, well, well, no, my point there is even in the way you state those makes you feel different. Yes. 
and I was, you know, I was just going to say that, and I, I kind of hate to keep referring back to it, but it, it's what I know. It's, it's still a part of me, my Christian background. You never hear a Christian going around saying, I identify as a Christian. They all say, I am a Christian. I am. And it makes a world of difference. It, what my, my part is, 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 is it, it becomes a statement. Let's get a little let's get a little stupid here. Say I identify as. I identify as. Now say I am. I am. Notice how much forceful you sound when you say I am versus I identify as. Well, yeah. I, I mean, no, just the phrase saying the phrase itself. When you say I identify, we say it a whole lot softer. We do. Uh, well, I was going to say the words I, the words to... I am just as they are, just the words. Right. Indicate that. There's something special about this statement. Yes. It makes you, it, 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 I mean, the, the statement, just saying I am, seems so more rock solid place to stand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Versus I identify as. I mean, like I said, we, I've, I've even heard people who believe in all this stuff literally say it. And even they say it softly. Yes. They don't say it with conviction. The only time they say it with any type of conviction is when they're angry. No, I identify as a woman. I did. Right. But the, even then, that's not a hard statement. You're yelling. You're, you're changing the way you're saying it, but it's not changing the meaning behind it. And, and there is something, and there is something about that saying that statement, the way it is, it, it gives you this feeling. It, it it's hard to explain, but it does. It, it gives you. It's a um, well. One of the ways that I can say that, and hopefully it gets across the, the the point, is that when you say "I am," it becomes a concrete statement. Right. It's not something I can change later. When it, you it, when it, you say "I identify as," it's almost like a question. Right. Instead of a statement. Right. That even you're questioning yourself. Right. At least that's how it comes across to me. Right. And for some reason, this is not places I think witches can stand. I don't think so either. And not be able to do the things that we do. We have to be I am people. Right. Versus this, I identify. We're not literally talking about the two words, the, the two different phrases, we're talking about a mindset. Right, right. And it does, is. Does, does that make sense? Well, and it, it kind of goes back to the, the concrete statement idea of I am. It does, it creates, I don't know, it changes something in the brain. And, and saying this is going to be really hard for some people, but here's something I can hang my shingle on. Yes, this is what I can be proud to hang that off of. Right. Here's my label. I am a witch. I am holding that up with I am. It's carved in stone. It's not moving. This is a part of me. Right. It's not my whole personality, but it's a part of me. Yes. It's something foundational. It's not something that's going to change easily. Yeah, I, I think I explained it uh, to someone not too long ago, I think I explained it to someone more like, yes, it is 
who I am. It is what I am. It is not me completely, but it is a part of me. Just like you just said, I mean, but it's, I don't know, it's like a piece of the puzzle. I say, I, I say we need to have a national I am day. <laughs> I'm on board with that. I'm on board with that. Maybe it'll change the mentality you know, of a lot of people. All, all day, everybody's supposed to go around and make I am statements. Right. I find it very liberating. It's, it, it's something to stand there on. It's liberating. I think that's perfect. Yeah, it's a part of me. It's, it's there. It's a foundation. You're not going to change it. It's mine. Right. Because it is me. You can't take away something that is me. Right. No matter how hard you try, no matter what you try to convince me, at the end of the day, yes, you, you can come in, you can take our temples, you can take our books of shadows, you can take our tools, but at the end of the day, I'm still a witch in the middle of the night. Right. In my head, in my beliefs, I am. may not have any of my tools. I may not have any of my little accoutrements. But I have what's in my heart and my mind. And that's all I need. <laughs> and that's all I need. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another episode. Pagan Coffee Talk is brought to you by Life Temple and Seminary. Please visit us at lifetempleseminary.org for more information, as well as links to our social media. Facebook, Discord, Twitter, YouTube, and Reddit. We travel down this trodden path, the maze of stone and mire. Just hold my hand as we pass by a sea of blazing pyres. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning